Soul Talk Podcast is your guide to all things wellness. On this podcast, you'll find many episodes with the scope and focus on health, wellness and life. Welcome to episode 32 of Soul Talk Podcast. Episode 32 is with Helmy. Helmy is a gym owner in Belfast who specializes in bodybuilding. And I was really interested to talk to Helmy about the effects of bodybuilding on hormones, on our bodies, on our moods. And actually, we talked about a lot more than that. We covered off the topic around steroids and the stigma associated with it. And as well as that, discussed how Helmy's journey was growing up from a very young age of always dieting and participating in this bodybuilding work that he is clearly so passionate about. So have a listen. Here it is. So, Helmy, welcome to Soul Talk Podcast. Pleasure to be here, Carl. Thanks for coming on. I just want to, first of all, we disclaimer to say, um, you know, what my apprehensions have been about this episode. Yeah. Because, obviously, it's your career and um, I'm really, like, deep dive nosy questions and what it's all about. But it's genuinely out of... Um, complete curiosity um, for your work and interested in the hormone aspect of your work and all of that. So I am very supportive and in no way challenging. But yeah, so thanks for coming on to agree um, to speak openly and honestly and all that. Um, We'll see how it goes. You may kick me out in five minutes. Hopefully. Hopefully not. Um, so tell me first of all just about bodybuilding, like what it is, what it means, like everything, like how, how many calories do you eat a day, why, what, what is it? So pretty much bodybuilding, I mean from the outside you're going to have different perception from the inside of course. From the outside looking at it, it's just men in posing trunks who love themselves, <laughs> that's pretty much it. Um, from the inside for me it's a little bit different in a sense that of course the byproduct is to build your body, but for me a big part is the personal development side of it. Mm-hmm. So I believe every single person on this earth is put on this earth for one thing. And I've found that one thing and that one thing is helping other people. And it just so happens that in order for me to be in that position, it comes through bodybuilding. So the structure with regards to your routine, um, obviously with food, at the minute I have a certain amount of meals to eat in a day. So it has to carry into my structure, my routine. I have to get up early, I go to bed late in order to get my food in. So with structure, with routine, it gives me purpose. That's number one. Yeah. Um, second thing I would say with the sort of the body image of it, I would be lying if I said that I didn't like it. Um, it's not something that I solely do for that, but that's obviously a byproduct of it. Um, that would be food, structure, routine. I don't actually follow bodybuilding. Like, as much as I am a bodybuilder and I love it, I don't follow the sport. The reason why is because mm-hmm. I'm not married to the sport. I'm more married to the disciplines that bodybuilding teaches people. You mean from a, you mean you don't do competitions and stuff like that when you say that, or what do you mean? Example, yesterday, a client said to me right here, um, are you looking forward to the Arnolds? 
which is, you know, if you're in the bodybuilding world, you know when it is. It's like someone who plays football, you're looking forward to the World Cup. Mm. I said, when is it? <laughs> yeah. So I don't actually follow the, the sport in a sense that I don't keep updates with it. Mm. I know who the guys are, who are the top athletes and stuff like that, but mm. for me, it's just not something that I'm totally engrossed in. Mm. I like the disciplines that it teaches you, mm-hmm. but the actual sport itself ain't my thing. Right. I would say the reason for that is because I would look into personal development and business more. So when I'm spending my energy, I don't want it to be solely 100% bodybuilding. Mm-hmm. Sounds a little bit like jack of all trades, but it's actually not. Um, because I know what bodybuilding gives me and what I give to other people. So it gives me the discipline, it gives me the structure. I'll take that and I also have the business side that I have to focus on and then the mindset which is personal development. Yeah. So it's like different slices of a pie, if that makes sense. It does and like I I I know you, like I mean we're not like best mates or anything, but I know you, I think I know you pretty <laughs> I think I know you pretty well, like in a sense, you know, um to know that you've got a lot of depth in your soul. You're not like yeah. you're not a you're not, I don't know, like you're not a poser in, in my eyes. Yeah. You're, and I know you're saying that you, you like the body side of it and all too. Obviously, who's not yeah. going to like that? But I mean, you, you're deep, you know, you've, and you've got a lot yeah. of core beliefs and, and things like that. And what you're saying about personal development and, and all that, that's where this comes in for you, yeah. which is very eye-opening for me because I didn't even know that any of that would come from bodybuilding so that's really interesting um but talk to me a wee bit about your journey first of all so because I want to talk to you about the whole mindset thing of it and um self-image with your clients and your experience and things like that a wee bit later but talk to me first about your journey so um can I read you a quote from your Instagram so <clears throat> this actually made me a wee bit sad yeah. um, because, but also like emotional in, in, in a nice way because like it shows your passion for what you do. Um, my biggest realisation throughout all of this is that I will never have balance. I will never do normal things like normal people or have a normal routine. It is a constant pursuit of self-development and learning. Everything I learn, my clients are fed and seeing the impact it has on other li- others' lives is the main reason why I do this every full stop, single, full stop day, full stop. <laughs> so talk to me a wee bit about that. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, I actually can't remember right now, but it still stands true. I would say with this, through my journey, obviously, the thing with bodybuilding is that you have to disassociate yourself from society. You don't have to, but it goes that way the higher you climb the ranks with it. Just like just like you, but there's levels to it. There are people who are beginners, there are people who are experts. You know, there's levels to it. And I think with bodybuilding... Whenever you're in secondary school and you're bringing food into the canteen and it's tuna, and people are saying, "Can you go away?" Is that how young you started? Yeah, yeah. Oh wow! So I was dad when I was in secondary school. When you're at that age and people are saying, "Can you go away?" and you just want to be cool at that age, you want to blend and everything like that. When people are saying things like that, it can make you question why you're doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. At that at that age, I didn't know that. 
I was on priority. I was doing what I was supposed to do to evolve to be the person that I am today. Mm. Back then, because I was just operating at the level of my senses, I just thought that people were like pushing me away. He's a bit of a weirdo. You know, what is he doing? So from that, I started to realize that my behavior wasn't normal. I couldn't blend them with other people. When my friends were going for food, I was doing it, but I just gave myself a hard time mentally. And then it, it took so long of doing that that I realized that I can't continue to do it. So I sort of had to come to terms that I wasn't going to be a normal person. The reason why is because I had a conversation with my friends and it was very simple. How do you guys feel when you go out and drink? How do you guys feel when you have pizza? And they were just like, it's life, it's normal, you have to live a little. But for me, I couldn't understand why they felt like this and why I felt guilty. I felt disgusting. <laughs> I just didn't feel that I was living or experiencing life because I just felt negative emotions in my body when I participated in MX. So for me, it's always this inherited belief that I can do better. So back then, it was always a matter of doing things that normal people do, getting feedback that it wasn't good, I didn't like it, I couldn't be present in the moment, and I wasn't feeling what other people felt. So that led me on the path of basically self-isolating. Cut all my friends off, didn't go out drinking, was basically a hermit. Um, every bit of money that I got, I spent it on self-development courses, um, whether that be training, psychology, and deep in the physics, biomechanics, everything like that. Um, and I'd done everything like that by myself. And I think through doing that, I just realized that at that stage in my life, there wasn't a lot of people who were on par or wanted the same things as me. So I think around that time, I was very much figuring things out. Mm -hmm. And then as time went on, people started to recognize that there's a reason why I'm doing it. The reason why is because it puts me in a position to help other people want to take more control of their life. Mm -hmm. So with that quote, that was obviously on the other end. So there was so much uncertainty of me doing things by myself and feeling like I was a bit of a loner, everything like that. And I went through it. Obviously, sometimes I did give up. I did go and have pizza with my friends, go out for food and stuff like that, just to sort of, you know, everyone has FOMO. <laughs> yeah. But it got to a point where I was like, I can't do this. And that's why to this day people say, do you break? And it's like, it's not that I don't break, I'm this hardcore person. It's just, I know what makes me feel good mm. and I don't want to let that go. So reverting back to the quote, um, that's pretty much the reason why I said that. Mm. And when I say, just looking at that and from the outside looking in, it looks like I get life hard. Because me reading that, I would, if I was in a different position, I would look at that and think, is that guy ever going to be happy in life? It's not like that. It's pretty much understanding that, and I put myself in a conundrum of, if I was on an island, on my own, would I be doing what I do now? Mm -hmm. And that's pretty much how I perceive things. So when I say I'm not going to be able to do normal things, I'm still content within myself. Mm -hmm. I just don't participate in things that a majority of people do and find love. I find love in different areas. Mm -hmm. It just so happens to be the minority in society. Exactly, but like, what is normal? Do you know what I mean? I mean, we could go down a whole rabbit hole here, but yeah. what is normal? Yeah. Like, we live in a culture, I mean, not just here, this applies to a lot of the world, but we live in a culture where it's like, let's go and get blocked and like eat loads of junk food and then feel like shit when we wake up in the morning and then we'll just eat more junk food to make ourselves feel better like yeah. I I can relate to you in a lot of ways like I've lost lots of friends over the years because 
don't get me wrong, I, I still drink and stuff and I had pizza last night and it was unbelievable and I don't feel like crap today. <laughs> but um, I, I think I do have a good balance, but I do give myself a hard time sometimes as well. And um, I think that I, sometimes it, it's sad and it is lonely because you're like, oh, I, I've like lost connection to all those people and I didn't even see it happen. Yeah. But they're not my people. Yeah. You know, yeah. so I think I think that's the thing with I have a lot of guys obviously who are PTs. With becoming a PT, you know, if you're in the bodybuilding scene, you have to evolve with your habits and your behaviours in order for other people to respect you. Mm. So example, if you're a PT and you're constantly following the same diet for five years, you're not evolving with your physique, your clients aren't evolving, you're not gonna get the respect and you're not going to grow your business to the level that is required mm -hmm. so that puts you in a position where you must diet harder where you must cut off people where you must do everything that they done the problem is a lot of people the same as me back then are in this sort of area of uncertainty and they don't know so it becomes easier to cut off people when you understand why you need to cut them off because for every single person that I've cut off I've gained a new friend on a different mm -hmm. path when I'm in England on courses I'm meeting people that are challenging me with conversations as opposed to making me question what I'm doing what I'm doing yeah so that's the way I look at it now it's like at the time worst thing ever and then perspective hindsight it was supposed to happen it's it's human it's natural human evolve evolving that's how we evolve yeah. you know like you can't be with some people are with the same person that they were with when they were 14 some people are with the, the same friends from the were nine i'm i'm like i don't know if i envy that or yeah, i'm yeah. like whoa <laughs> like yeah, yeah. i think you know, i think that's the thing it's there's people that can do it and stay present yeah and have amazing fulfillment in life the problem is if people are particip participating in these acts and they're constantly giving themselves a hard time how long are you going to stay there mm. and that's what i felt like i felt how long can i go out drinking how long can i participate in eating yeah. shit food even though it's not shit food it's just because it's not aligned with where my future lies yeah to me it's the worst thing ever some people are content with it and mm. my friends back then still do the same thing to this day mm. and i honestly like if they're content great yeah <laughs> but for you it was more like as if you were going against the grain like you're fighting against what your yeah. true being actually is like you know you're yeah. and i think that's the good thing about that sorry i'm wrong <laughs> um, the good thing about that is the negative emotions that you get mm. people think they're bad they're great because they're telling you what mm -hmm. you like, what you don't like. So it's actually steering you in a direction. That's mm -hmm. why when people say to me, how's your day going? I can't say I'm having a good day or I'm having a bad day. I'm having a day. Yeah. And I've learned that through psychology courses. Yeah. Just understanding that there's no good, there's no bad, there's no vertical relationships with things. It's just horizontal. Mm -hmm. Totally. And <clears throat> with your, I know you have a, a good mind for psychology and stuff like that. Um, why would you why do you think there's a reason why you've come onto this path like i know you do it because it makes you feel good and things like that but like <clears throat> where did it come from i was that kid growing up that if you had to say something i would have said why and then you would give me an answer and i said why <laughs> so i was constantly digging down rabbit holes i suppose i've just been inquisitive growing up 
and obviously when you're going through you know isolation sounds awful doesn't it <laughs> isolation and um, you question a lot of things I was questioning a lot of things about myself that I couldn't get answers to mm. why my emotions were going crazy why I was feeling low one day why I was feeling great one day and I just couldn't really understand it yeah. So I would say that led me to just try and understand myself a little bit more. I think mm -hmm. that's important for a lot of people to evolve, understand who they are, what they stand for. Totally. Everything like that. So came across a guy that... I think it's called a reflexivity, is it? I don't know, is it? Randomly that. I don't know. Yeah. Like when you're constantly questioning yourself and constantly trying to learn more about yourself out of genuine curiosity. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. There we go. I, mm. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, but I would say that, that led me down the path of psychology, just trying to understand mm. human behaviour a little bit more. Yeah, we're fascinating creatures like we really are. Yeah. Um, so, how many calories do you have to eat a day, by the way? So at the minute I'm on 5,800. Okay. Um, it's not getting easy at the minute. So last night, I actually, two nights ago, I made a video, I was up at half one. Um, I, was, I would say another bite. And I would have been sick. Mm. But I'm at that stage now that I've been bodybuilding for 10 years. Competitively, maybe like five. But my calories just have to keep getting higher and higher because I still have a stone to put on. Mm. Um, so yeah, 5,800. And it's going to increase next week to 6,200. I couldn't. I couldn't do it. <laughs> Honestly, like... You would probably die if you, like my calorie, I would say I would operate at a calorie deficit quite a bit, yeah. especially with my running and stuff. I don't do it on purpose and I'm, I'm trying to eat a lot more now. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, wow. Well, yeah, it's, I, mean, I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like having to do it. Um, there's people out there the same body weight as me that have to, not have to, but can get away with eating maybe 4,000 and still gain weight. Mm. It's just the way my body is, my ability to turn over food is so high because I am a skinny kid. Mm. Um, that I just have to eat more than the average person. Yeah. It's a little bit shit, but I have to do it. And no junk food? No junk food. Just all good stuff? Yeah, I mean, the worst I probably have is I have Cocoa Pops off the restaurant. <laughs> yeah, seen that actually on your story. That's probably the, the height of it. Yeah. Which is cool. Pops are still. I put them under the chocolate category. Yeah, well, I mean, they're not a very nutritious breakfast, so no. I would agree with you. They're probably a. Yeah, it's definitely a smart. treat. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Um. So, you only work with men. Is that right? Correct. And you never work with women. I did before, but I don't know. Okay. We're a wee bit more complex, aren't we? Like, we're a bit more... It's... You know what? It's... I get asked this question all the time. Very much, if someone can match me on the sort of level that I operate at, as in, if, the, if a female comes to me and she's congruent with my business, I will work with her. Mm -hmm. But the problem is that I don't get, I don't get them types of inquiries. The reason why is because when a female decides she wants to become a bodybuilder, it, it takes a it's, a it's a big identity shift for a female because you're dealing with femininity and masculinity. Mm -hmm. They're giving up their femininity for masculinity. I am not the guy to go to for that. There are much better coaches out there that can help females make that transition. Whereas if you look at my portfolio, it's just all guys. Yeah. 
So. No, I, I don't have an issue with that. I think that's good because, like, um, if you were to take on, say, five female clients today, but you didn't really under... And you might, but you didn't understand female hormones or menstrual cycles or things like that, then you wouldn't be um, being a very good coach. Yeah, so. there's, yeah, no, 100%. But there's, I, I do still, to this day, get a lot of female inquiries. Mm. And every single time, I, I refer them to someone who I believe is in a better position. Yeah. And even guys, I get guys that inquire with me and they've only been training one year. And I have mm. to send them to someone because I'll just confuse them once they come into my business. Oh, really? Yeah. So right, okay. I think if you, have, if you have morals and ethics, you'll do the right thing and let them spend the money where they're going to get the most value for it. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So, okay, well, we'll move on from working with women because I just kind of wanted to understand if um, there was any particular hormonal reason or anything why you didn't work with women, but I think I, I can... Yeah, it's, it's, I haven't done my research in that field mm. to fully understand it enough that they are going to get their money's worth. So mm -hmm. I don't understand the female body enough. Mm. I think I understand. Most men the don't, to be fair. <laughs> I was going to say. I, I, sometimes I think I understand the psychology. Yeah. Then I'm wrong. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> so, <clears throat> on hormones, let's talk a wee bit about hormones, right? Yep. So, you know, hormones are kind of um, not my thing in the sense of like I'm not medically trained, but just um some of the women's wellness work that i do a lot of it is emotional and and yeah. stuff too um but with your own personal experience and your experience with your clients um what are are there any hormonal sort of implications that you have firsthand witnessed or experienced in terms of you know, I can't ask you about periods because you don't work with women, but um, with men, yeah, yeah. E even with regards to fertility, yeah. stuff like that. It's probably on the other end of, there's no negative sides to hormones with the guys that I work with. The biggest, I don't know if you want to call it a problem, but the biggest thing that I run into is guys wanting more hormones. So obviously wanting more testosterone. Mm. That would be the main one. Um, there's never been, I've never had a client come to me and say that there are certain hormones that are downregulated because of training or because of eating better. It's always the pursuit of anabolism, I suppose. They want more. So mm. testosterone is obviously the main thing that guys would take. Mm. Um, with that, have I had people that haven't responded to it? Yeah, 100%. In what way? Side effects, uh, are you familiar with gyno? Gyno can Oh. No. No. It's where fatty tissue develops around. Oh, is that the breast yeah. tissue? Right, yes, yeah. yes. So that would be, that's number one. Obviously, second thing is heightened behavior. Um, <laughs> some people can increase their blood pressure, they can be a little bit more aggressive. I've never mm. had anyone go to jail or anything like that. It's, <laughs> it, it's, it's not that severe. Keep them locked up when there's a full moon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I've never, I've never, I've never had to run into anything like that. Of course, the people who do photo shoots and compete, whenever we actually test their bloods to look at their hormone profile, we will get some commonalities that are out of range. So creatine kindness will be through the roof, and um, sometimes red blood cell count. Well, 
majority of the time will be through the roof. Mm-hmm. Um, depending on what stage they're at, the testosterone, it can be a bit of a pendulum, it can swing either way. It can be too high or it can mm-hmm. be too low. It's never exactly bang on. Um, estrogen, usually on the low side mm-hmm. for most of the guys that I work with. Um, and sometimes yeah. that's not a good thing. It's not a good thing with the the muscle side of things particularly because like obviously your bodybuilding you're building muscle but if your estrogen is low then your muscle recovery can be slower and things like that so yeah. that kind of surprises me a wee bit what are other um implications then of the other things so you were saying about like having really high red blood count and um the what red was the other one that you were saying uh, creatine kinase can be through the roof so what what can that what can happen or what what does that mean Creatine kinase, it happens when it's pretty much any trained individual who trains at a decent level of intensity. Mm. They will have a higher level of creatine kinase. I'm not too sure of the range, but roughly in my head, it's around 300. Mm-hmm. Last time I checked, I was 2,500. So I was so many times over. Um, red blood cell count, with the increase of testosterone, that's always going to be a side effect. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Can't think of indirectly, maybe not hormones, but joints sometimes take a hit. Yeah. Increase yeah. testosterone. Um, so with with bone dense uh, bone density and stuff too, because I was actually thinking about this last night, and <clears throat> whenever women are going through, I'm really sorry by the way for constantly talking about periods and women, and I'm now about to talk about menopause. Yeah. Um, but when women are experiencing the menopause what happens is their estrogen and progesterone drops and they live at a, color, they live at a hormone deficit for the rest of their lives, basically. So HRT and stuff like that is trying to bring the hormones back up so that they can their body can function as it used to, and it never really will. But um, one of the big things for women going through the menopause is that with the estrogen dropping, their bone density is weaker. Yeah. And um, also they there's links with menopause and dementia and stuff like that too because your hormones are so low that it's basically affecting your brain and so yeah maybe that's like some other with the guys it would be the other end of the pendulum so soft tissue will always take a bottom whenever you increase your testosterone because obviously your strength is increasing Mm. Um, with your strength increasing it's very much if you increase the muscle on the bone the ligaments and tendons can't accommodate that if it grows at a rapid pace mm-hmm. so they'll obviously be compromised because they're being pulled with so much torque that they're not used to so it's the opposite from what you're saying oh, okay yeah and like for me my left elbow even now it's sore from training two days ago and um, it's just part and parcel of strength training so is that's the fascia then the, the connective tissue and things like that yeah mine's yeah. actually the tendon ah, so the right tendon okay. itself is at this stage it's hanging on mm. i mean i would like to think it's hanging on but it's a constant reoccurring issue that i'm having to constantly supplement right okay um okay interesting um so talk to me about steroids right so I know that, um, well, I think, um, by the way, a lot of the stuff that I'm talking about today, just as another disclaimer um, for anybody listening, 
is that I'm not really very knowledgeable on this topic at all. Yeah. Um, so a lot of my information is from Google. Yeah. Um, so correct me and put me in my place. But um, steroids, if you're competing, are illegal in competitions. Is that right? Illegal or legal? Illegal. They're a banned substance, no? Yeah. 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 It depends on the... Obviously, you have two types of competitions. You have the BMBF, which is the most well-known natural bodybuilding federation. Okay. Someone who's on steroids can't do that. They'll be tested, obviously, if they're taken. They'll not qualify. So there's that, and then pretty much the rest of the industry is... On steroids? Yeah. So it's not illegal, it's just illegal in competitions? Yeah, it's illegal yeah. in natural bodybuilding competitions. But okay. other competitions, it's not spoke about. It's not like, this is a steroid competition. Yeah, yeah. It's basically, if it's not a natural bodybuilding competition, it's a steroid competition. Okay. But it's not said. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. No, so that makes sense. that would be the... Okay. That's just the way it operates. Okay. And um, with... So say, say like... Um, when you go to like a personal trainer and they're like, here's a diet plan and do this and whatever. Yeah. Would steroids typically be part of a program with a bodybuilder or with yourself, like for plans and stuff? Um, like the way... <laughs> yeah, I'm laughing because we live in Belfast, right? Yeah. And you'll find a lot of people operate at the level of their senses. Okay. And obviously with yoga, you operate, you know, the whole thing is like peeling back the layers of an onion, getting down to your soul. Um, depending on what sort of level of PT it is, some people are happy enough to provide their clients with steroids when they aren't in a position to take steroids, and it can ruin a lot of people's lives. Okay. Very simple, because when you take hormones and you become a different person, you adopt a new identity, mm. as I'm sure you know. When you adopt a new identity, but that identity is not long-term, Mm-hmm. You can go through a really hard time in life because once the hormones are taken away from you, your identity is taken away from you. So for me, the way that I run things and the way that other people run things, it's different in a sense that it's not like, oh, I'm just going to get my client on steroids. It's very much to do with what does your future look like? Are you in a position to do it? Mm-hmm. You know, um, And with that, there, there's obviously prerequisites with regards to do they deserve to actually take this leap? Because the thing with my guys is that we don't label it like, right, you're going on steroids. It's very much, if you do the work and put yourself in a position to, you know, be able to take that leap mm. because that's where your future lies, then we're going to do it. Whereas I believe a lot of people use it as a crutch to make up for their shit diet and their shit consistency with their training. Yeah. And I think that's where it becomes a big issue. That is where I said to you about that identity. People take mm-hmm. a, a specific identity on. And there's so many guys that I work with, and it's obviously it's a male coach who's promoting, you know, masculinity, muscle. There's so many guys that say to me, right, let's go. I, I want I want to take steroids. And I obviously I don't be polite about it, but I let them know you're not in a position to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to be in a position to do it. There's boxes that you have to tick, and I just think that whenever something like that is so easily accessible and the results are so incredible, there's always going to be that desire yeah. for a lot of people. But there's so many factors to consider from psychology down to physiology yeah, as to who should and who shouldn't. Okay, that's really interesting. So what like kind of things would be on the list 
for the tick box, you know, what, what would you look for? Number one, they're not emotional when it comes to food. They don't return to food when they're having a bad day. Because that tells me that their level of diet and maturity is awful. Mm. That's number one. The second thing is no one has to remind them to go to the gym. They have consistency and it's innate within them. It's not something that an external source has to say to them. For example, I don't text my clients, are you training today? <laughs> you know, yeah. they're intrinsically driven to do that. Food, one thing I said before on my Instagram was if you're able to tell me what you're eating in six weeks time, if I give you a day and a time, you're able to tell me what you're eating on that day. That's food consistency. That tells me that you don't miss a beat. You're in a position where you earn, you know, mm. to go to that next level. Um, another thing is behavior as a person, your personality. Can I curse? Yeah. <laughs> if you're a dick and you think that, you know, you're a bit of a big lad, they're typically the people that have to avoid going on, you know, testosterone because what it does is it'll heighten behavior that is already within. Mm -hmm. And I've worked with people and they've completely changed their personality with actually taking it. Wow. Diet has been in check, training is in check, personality, I didn't know until they had taken it. And once they're in that position, it's like, that's not for you. Because a lot of people don't ruin their lives, some ruin other people's lives. What, like, does it just make them angry? Makes them aggressive, makes them um, isolate a little bit more because they believe that no one understands them. Right. Um, temper with having a higher blood pressure and mm -hmm. not being able, just being intolerant to people, mm -hmm. normal things getting to them, um, impulsive decisions, people can break down relationships, and mm -hmm. um, <laughs> you know, a lot of things like that. So it's just like immediately gratifying behavior, yeah, which doesn't get you very far enough. So, would start could they be addictive then? Are well, they addictive? Oh, yeah, definitely. yeah, yeah, and um, because it's that. It's that feel good factor that you get from it. Yeah. I don't know if it's like cocaine, I haven't tried cocaine. <laughs> um, but Try it this weekend, compare. <laughs> I'll compare it to <laughs> episode two next week. <laughs> um, yeah, I would say it's that adopting a new identity. Mm. It's stepping into a new person because when people start to speak to you in a different way, you're looking great, Carla. Oh my God, you look incredible. You start to increase your confidence. Mm, you're like, oh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you start to increase your confidence. You start to, when people are perceiving you in a better way, mm -hmm. it makes you feel better as a person. Yeah. And if you feel better as a person, you're not lying in bed all day. You're out getting shit done. <laughs> you know, so you adopt this new identity. And if someone takes that away from you, you're going to hold on to that addiction as, you know, as tight as possible. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and that's where you have to have the conversation before you actually make that decision. Yeah. Take an exhaustion and testosterone. Does it define who I am as a person? And that is a very hard conversation to have with yourself as a person. Yeah. It's like, does my life and does my character all depend on a little bottle of oil? Yeah. And that's... that's a bottle of oil? I just imagined that it would be like a protein powder kind of thing. <laughs> no. <laughs> What's Google telling you? <laughs> I, think I need to do more uh, steroid research. Um, yeah. So, because I'm thinking also, like, it sounds like the steroid would, <laughs> it sounds like the steroid would um, release a lot of dopamine in the body because yeah. it's like the happy hormone. It's yeah. like, ooh, you yeah. know. Yeah, it's like, obviously, if we look at it from a pendulum standpoint, steroid is domination, significance, which is aligned with, you know, you could say, like, 
typical meal, right? Mm-hmm. And then you look at estrogen isolated on its own, mm-hmm. without comparing with anything else, it would be submissive and whatever else, right? Mm-hmm. That's how people perceive it. So with testosterone by itself, whenever you receive that, you know, I suppose emotion of domination feeling better because it doesn't just increase muscle size, it increases your cognitive function, mm. it increases quality of life, you know, energy, not like hitting snooze in your alarm, out of bed, first thing, there is no snooze, mm. you know, things like that. So yeah, I would definitely say it's release of dopamine, that is why it is addictive as well. Yeah. Okay. Um so Going back to sort of the your journey in a sense, um, and I know that balance is a big thing for you, um, because I've had to intensely stalk your Instagram in advance of this um episode. So I know that balance is really important for you, and obviously you've had a journey with that balance over the years. Would you say that you're there now, or is it an ongoing journey? No, I would say that I've got it down to the T. <laughs> the thing is, it's I thought balance was actions before. So I thought balance would have been come in, train. Yeah. Go out and have like go to slims with my friends or have like a decent meal. Or even maybe that was a crap example. Come and train and do something that is the opposite of that, to balance it out. Yeah. I thought that's what balance was before. Yeah, so like good, bad, like yeah, dark, yeah, yin, yeah, yang, yeah. Yeah, so that's it. That's what you would say like a colibrium <clears throat> is. But balance for me is very much allowing myself to be around other people who participate in things that are aligned with where I want to be in life. Mm-hmm. But be able to stay present and understand that everyone doesn't have to be me and I don't have to be everyone. So I'd say balance is more in my mind and I understand why I do what I do mm-hmm. and it allows me to be less emotionally volatile, I suppose. Mm-hmm. So balance, nailed it, completed it. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Wow. I, I just think like in my life personally, every time I get somewhere, I'm like, like, you know, inner child work, nailed it. And then <laughs> a month later, it's like, oh fuck, all these triggers and I'm like, yeah. All right, let's go back to the drawing board. It's like it's a constant journey yeah. with me, um, and with a lot of people, a lot of people, uh, you know, um, I've just kind of accepted that it'll just be a lifetime thing. Yeah. But so maybe I just need to get my balance right. Yeah, I think yeah. I think that's the thing. It's when you understand. For me, the course that I went on, it was pretty much when you can look at a situation that you feel emotionally volatile about but also ask questions where you look at it, it's just a situation and you don't get a hormonal response. Mm. That for me is where I found balance because I was getting triggered at certain things in life mm-hmm. and I didn't want to trigger it. Yeah. So I always felt up and down, up and down. Whereas now the balance comes from looking at something or being in a specific situation yeah. and not feeling a specific emotion. Mm-hmm. Maybe just gratitude. Yeah. Um, and so let's talk about self-image right so um whenever one of the one of the main things i wanted to ask you on this episode was about um about self-image right and about like self-image from a psychological perspective or a you know emotional trauma perspective so for example when 
we whenever I actually had a, a guy on recently um who talked about his clients his uh, clients that come to him he's a personal trainer he's much more than that too like yourself but he's like nutritionist and things like that so um he was talking about um when someone comes to him to lose weight he when he gets down to the nitty-gritty of it <clears throat> it's never really about like anything more than <clears throat> when they were at school they were bullied for being the fat one or they felt ugly or horrible or like there was some deep emotional trauma there yeah. and it was never really that they were losing weight for themselves it was like they were losing weight to gain acceptance from other people or society or their parents or whatever and yeah. um, so from a bodybuilding perspective is there is it the same sort of thing there in a way is there any correlation there from a self-image perspective yeah i mean we're all broken children in a sense yeah preach <laughs> <laughs> yeah so as i said to you with me and bodybuilding i don't follow it for the sport it's like a swimmer will watch the olympics and blah, blah, blah. but for me i would say that's the reason why i fell into the bodybuilding path was because of the growing up i knew i wasn't making it in football as a professional which is hard to believe i know <laughs> I wasn't going to make it in that. So that's whenever you're asking questions, am I good enough? And it just so happened that if someone was asking me, why do you bodybuild? I'm not going to turn around and say, because I was 16 and I didn't feel good enough because I wasn't going to make it as a pro footballer. It's not like that, but subconsciously, that's basically what happened. Mm. I was in a conundrum of football or bodybuilding. Well, not really feeling football. I'm going to try something else. And that's why it's just a constant pursuit. With a lot of people that I work with, there's many different reasons to actually interest in my job because, well, I work online and work with people all around the world. Um, an example, top of mind, would be there's one specific person. His drivers were to become a bodybuilder, but it wasn't to become a bodybuilder to look better. It came from a fascination as a kid who loved you know, toy models, sculpt, yeah. got sculpted. Yeah. He wanted to make that his reality and him being the example. Wow. But, but he didn't know that. Yeah. So there's drivers like that. But did you help him uncover that? Like, did you... He, he didn't know. Right. Yeah. yeah. So we, um, I pretty much had a look into his work and it wasn't his work. It was his hobby. I was like, what do you do in your spare time? And he showed me what he done. I'm like, how long have you been doing this? For so long. Why, why do you not do this as a job? Why? Because when he was growing up, people thought he was a weirdo. Because he got to a certain age, you're supposed to put the toys away. He kept yeah. the toys out. Yeah, yeah. Because he was obviously deeply enthusiastic about it. And there's that. But, yeah, I think I think every single person, it's a constant pursuit of evolvement and where do you find it. Mm. With that example of, you know, the person who wanted to lose weight because they want to sort of, you know, acceptance and everything like that. I think that I don't know anyone who doesn't go through a bodybuilding journey that doesn't have that. Mm. It's it's that they will they will have it at some form in their life. I think the difference is that how much of it drives them. Yeah. Because for me a big thing now is I want to unlock an identity. Whereas before if you rewind maybe five years ago or six years ago, it was that know that I'm good enough at one thing and stick to it. Yeah. It's that acceptance 
dropped out of university. I want to prove a point to my dad that I done it for a reason. Yeah. You know, acceptance again, proving mm-hmm. a point. But now it's just at a different stage, so mm. I think that answered the question. But then what did you go to university today? People are people are so shocked when I tell them events and ledger management. Did you? <laughs> yeah. No way. I yeah. thought you were gonna say like biomedical science or something no. like that. Um why did I do that? Full transparency. I was on the computer and I was choosing a course and I looked to my left, my friend chose it. Yeah. I was like, I'll do that. Mm-hmm. Do you wanna go to code I'll go to code enough. It's so common though, isn't it? Like yeah. there's such a lack of support out there for people of, of that age though picking courses and it's like this could be your whole entire life, yeah. you know, and then for for a lot of people that do the university course and they take a job and then they hate it yeah. for the rest of their whole entire yeah. life, yeah. but they're too afraid to make a change because, well, but they've already done the degree, so like, you know, yeah. or parents will be disappointed or whatever, um, yeah. so good for you, I'm proud of you. Um, I was going to ask you, actually... About blood tests, you were um, saying that you have the guys blood tested and things like that. Yeah. Um, do you do that yourself? Yeah. Oh, very good. Yeah. So you're trained as a... Oh, no, no, no. No. <laughs> so I would, uh, private company. We'll go, oh, okay. We'll okay. Go to privately. Um, there's a renowned company in England, two of them. You three visited, Medichecks. Ah. They'll send out samples. You'll send your, uh, obviously you'll draw your blood, send it away. Um, with that, it's pretty much if you're on if I'll only do it if someone's after an intensive sort of period of bodybuilding. Mm-hmm. So if it's running up the photo shoot or a competition, they will need to get that done because that's whenever you're, I suppose, ingesting those hormones. Okay. So we need to know what damage has been done because whenever you're taking exogenous hormones, it's a genetic factor as to the implications. So some people could take certain hormones and their actual insides, it'll not phase them. Right. Whereas other people, it will. Okay. So once we test for the bloods, the only reason why is to bring their health back in check before they can continue to, I suppose, push on. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So um, that's just going to bring me back to steroids just for a second. Yeah. Um, does it affect your like libido, sex drive, stuff like that? Yeah, I have yeah. to ask. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, yeah, it does. It obviously heightens your libido. It heightens it? Okay. Mas- massively. Right. Yeah. Well, when I say massively, typically speaking, yeah, massively. Um, by what percent? I actually don't know. It's also mm. a personality thing. But yeah, it will heighten your libido. Um, erratic behaviour as well. Also, mm. that all that can creep in. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Do you want to talk a bit more about that, or? Um. Will we leave it at that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how far do you want to go with this? <laughs> Wherever you want. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like it's. I guess I'm interested to know because I actually naively thought it was the opposite way. I thought it would affect. Surprise. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so <clears throat> other end of the pendulum. So whenever you obviously start it, it will increase your libido, increase everything that I say, quality of life, nail growth, hair growth, um, everything like that. <laughs> because you're obviously putting an exogenous hormone into your body that is already endogenous, it'll take over 
Therefore, mm. your sperm isn't your sperm anymore. Right. So your sperm goes from how it is to synthetic and diluted. Mm. Yeah. So. So that's where fertility issues would come in then. Yeah. So okay. a lot of people find it hard to obviously have kids because it's very simple. You're taking out the original mm. and putting in fake, you could say. Okay. So it's never going. So it's a good contraception then. Great contraception. Contraception. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So, but so if if say like then a guy was on it and then him and his partner wanted to have a baby. Yeah. Would it take long, like the a woman coming off a pill? Would it take long for your body to regulate back to its normal state? Subjective to how much abuse you've given your body, so how long you've been on it. Okay. At what dosage, and what your genetics are like. Okay. So if you put them three together, it's going to determine how long you need to come off it for. Even if you do need to come off it, because it's not unheard of that people are taking exogenous hormones and they can still get the partner pregnant. There's been a lot of mistakes. Yeah, same with the pill, yeah, totally. There's been a lot of mistakes, but it's about, you know, what is the likelihood? The likelihood is obviously less if you are on hormones. Um, But the actual protocol to have a kid is different per person. Mm. The way that I look at it is the biggest bodybuilders in the world have kids, so it's not impossible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And, And they're obviously the guys who abuse it the most. Well... You could say that, you couldn't say that, but there's obviously knuckleheads out there who probably do take a bit more. Yeah. But it's still possible. The thing is that it just masks, obviously, the original substance at the time. Okay. Okay, so um, I think we've covered dangers. Like, you talked about dangers from a a steroid perspective, but just in general, um, bodybuilding in general, would there be anyone, like, I know you were saying earlier that you would not work with certain people because they don't fit your, you know, criteria. criteria. Um, who, what would be an absolute no? Who would be not safe for bodybuilding? Like, say, if someone was, like, super, super skinny or they had a health issue or something like that. Yeah. I would say that people who, it's more... <laughs> Obviously, you have to spend time in the game with first your diet. And as I said, your diet and your training must be nailed down. The prerequisites, they're just basically the, the fundamentals. Mm. People who, who are erotic in behavior and are short-term thinkers, I can figure that out through a conversation. Mm. So people who just want results and want it now. People who, sound silly, but like, what's it called when you break up with someone and you get a revenge bot? Yeah. <laughs> people with that mindset of revenge yeah. bot, but like yeah. year-round. People who can't stick at the one task and be successful with one thing because they get distracted doing other things. Mm. They're the sort of people that I would avoid. Very simply because I think it's more damaging to my business than actually promoting it. Yeah. As well as their life. Yeah. So that would be the type of person. Um, someone who's just premature. Someone who just... They, have, they still have progress in their natural ability. Mm-hmm. They don't need that sort of assistance, you could say. That's yeah. someone that... I would just be like, no. Okay. And they probably don't take it well? Yeah. <clears throat> oh, well, the thing is, I'll be honest with you, they'll mm. still do it. Yeah. But they'll just not do it under my guidance. Yeah. And I can genuinely say that I turn more people away than actually take them on. Yeah. 
when it comes to that sort of thing. Um, I, I applaud that. Like, I think that's really amazing because the world we live in, people just would take on anything to make yeah. money or to, you know, but you're growing your business in a sensible way. Yeah, that's um, the thing. I could, I could definitely make more money, don't I? Yeah, exactly. I could. But the problem is I know it will come back to bite me. Yeah. Um, it's, I see other people doing it. So example, someone comes to me, right? Erratic behavior, absolute maniac of a person, <laughs> right? Just, just, you know, what could you say? They just have outbursts and they can't control their temper and they just can't stick to one thing in life. If they come to me, right? And I give them a diet plan, I give them a training plan and I provide them with steroids. Not that I provide them, where I tell them what to do. Am I going to get results out of them? Yeah, I am. Are they going to look better? Yeah. Could I put them up on my Instagram? Yeah. <laughs> here's a before, here's an after. <laughs> that could, 100%, that is what happens. But six months down the line, if you catch up with him and you have a conversation with them, I can guarantee you that they're the people that are depressed or they're the people that aren't living a good quality of life. Mm. They'll rewind that transformation and be like, it's the best thing that's happened to me. Yeah. That's not the sort of person that I could work with. Yeah. Because, well, it's not good for me, it's not good for them. We're not in for exchange. Mm. And um, stress management yeah. um, was actually another thing I wanted to cover. So um, again, I found this on Google. Um, cortisol affects muscle gain. Yeah. So um, I know you're a very mindful person. Um, so how would you sort of, or what would your experience or even thoughts be on stress management with regards to your life, your clients and stuff like that? Yeah, so don't be a jack rabbit. Don't be, don't be running about like you've ADHD and your rest is. Um, <laughs> like me. <laughs> I was looking at <laughs> No, I would say stress management, it's, you know that thing I said to you about looking at a situation, we've all, we've all had something happen to us in our life, right? At the time, worst thing ever. Mm -hmm. You want to sort of, you want the word to swallow you up. Mm -hmm. You want the ground to swallow you up, not the word. <laughs> but then you go on in life and you get perspective on it and you're like, that actually helped me. Yeah. So I think with stress management, for me, it's it's a mindset thing. Mm -hmm. There's always going to be stress in life. There has to be stress in life. Um, things that we can't control, whether things like that, things that are within our control, it's how we structure our days. I think a lot of people, when they wake up in the morning, they just ask for chaos. Like, drama. Passing remarks to people. Yeah. Knowing that, you know, just silly things like that. For me, stress management is obviously on my rest day, I'm not trying to climb, sleep in. You know, <laughs> I'm not trying to do anything that is too exerting. And it's a part of it is obviously bodybuilding, but the second part is I'm just lazy. You know? <laughs> But just being I doubt that, but okay. No, but like when it, when it comes to outside my training, yeah. I'm just a potato. <laughs> I'm just chill. Um, I don't know if it's a subconscious driver to help me get bigger, but mm -hmm. I'm just like, you know, just chill all the um, But yeah, stress management, for me, journaling is one big thing mm -hmm. um, for two reasons. I get out what I can't see inside my head and I get an image of it on paper. Number one, second thing, I get a good laugh when I read back on it. <laughs> I realise how emotionally volatile I was. Oh, wow, no, I can. <laughs> when I read back on my pages of journaling, I have actually started to rip them out and burn them because I thought, 
if someone read this, which I don't think anyone would violate my privacy, but if someone did, or imagine I died and mm. someone found my journal, like Anne Frank's diary, they would just be like, she was mental. I, th- I think that's the good part, though, because it shows, obviously, the evolution of you. <clears throat> I mean, the worse it is, the better. Because mm. it just it's a testament to show how much work you've put in. Yeah. Um. For me, same thing. Like it's it's embarrassing if anything. I would I would I cringe when I read it because I was such like I don't want to say immature, but I was very emotionally volatile. Yeah. Where it was like I was having the best day of my life. Sorry, the worst day of my life. Right. Pull over a page. Worst day ever. <laughs> Hate my life. No. Like just things like that. The anger and the hatred that comes onto the page is like, I mean, it's better on the page than in your head. Yeah, yeah. But like, whoa. Yeah, it's so crazy. Yeah. I mean, I would say things about this. <clears throat> For me, um, being able to give service to people sounds weird, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Escort. <laughs> um, being able to give service to people, like when I'm on calls, when I'm helping people, things like that, they, that helps me with stress management because. I think that you, from you wake up to go to bed at night, you'll go through certain states of emotion. And for me, it's like when I know what I'm on this earth to do is to help guys. Mm. When I'm doing that, it puts me at ease. It's like maybe when you're doing yoga, you feel like your zen comes out. Mm-hmm. Or you're just like, you feel more connected or closer to your soul. Yeah. I feel that when I'm, you know, giving service to people. Yeah. So that helps with stress management as well. Um, but I, I think a big part of it is perspective. Yeah. I don't wake up thinking my day is going to go great on a rest day or, you know, where everything's going to be. Mm-hmm. I just obviously deal with situations and try and manage them as best as I can based mm-hmm. on the learnings that I've had. Yeah. And um, I will also say that, like, my life isn't just all yoga, by the way. So, I mean, you could question me on um, running. I run a lot mm-hmm. um, because I love it and it gives me freedom like it's just it ma- it makes me so happy yeah. it's not always like a great run but yeah. um I'm training for a marathon at the minute but um you know I'm obviously impacting my estrogen levels and and all that so I'm not like all my life isn't just all like yeah, yeah, yeah. yoga and connection th- yeah. you know I think that's the thing when you started yoga yeah is that what you were looking yeah. Like, did you go from chaotic, emotionally volatile to, I just want to be super chill and I want to be zen? Yeah, because, like, I think, like, mostly at the time I was transitioning out of a really toxic relationship. And I was starting to, like, read all these self-help books and I was starting to go to these, like, meditation courses and everything and, and then the yoga. And it was like, okay, this is all just coming into place this is this helps me this is my therapy um but then and that's the sort of yin side of everything but then the yang my life is also very yang with apparently running is like you're running away from something I was so going to say that. You know. <laughs> they say that the best runners are the ones that have the most problems. Yeah, exactly. So when I'm out running, I'm like, okay, what's going on, girl? What are we running away from? <laughs> However, as much as I'm really starting to do deep feminine work on myself at the minute, I've also committed to a marathon. Right. So I'm going to do it. Well, Is I'm going to listen to my body in... 14 weeks? Yeah, it's on the 30th of April. 
Um, so I'm going to listen to my body and if my body gives me an injury or tells me that something's not right then I'm going to have to re-look at it but I'll keep the training going for now but uh, yeah wish me luck it's not, it's not all yoga then? It's not all yoga no yeah. it's it's um, like that's my balance too like you know having the running because I love it yeah. and balancing it out with yoga yeah. and rest yeah I think you know. the, the reason why I'm saying that is because there's some people that become extremists. Mm. An example, if I was to Google yoga and what it is and who falls under the category, you will definitely be categorized into sitting on top of some, the mountain. Yeah, someone yeah. who doesn't get angry. Mm. Someone, oh my god! You know, yeah. And I think even with the bodybuilding thing, when yeah. you Google it, there's a lot of people that are just like that. Like mm-hmm. they they don't have a different personality apart from bodybuilding. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So. I think that's like where my I'm always challenged on my identity because like I'm always hit with even from my very own mother um it's like you know should you not be calm you do yoga like should you not I'm like I am a fiery redhead and if you fuck with me you're gonna know about it do you know what I mean like that's who I have to I've put that into my shadow and I had to take it out because that's who I am. But on the positive side, I get shit done. You know what I mean? So, like, I just have to, like, own that that's who who I am. But, like, there's still shame attached to that, I feel, because sometimes you're, you know, why did I react that way or why did I say that or why why did I feel this way? It's just who you are. Yeah. I I think it's interesting because there is always that misconception of, being one-sided mm-hmm. whereas it's like I don't know this sort of adds substance to your character yeah if that makes sense 100% there's a book called The Dark Side of the Light Chasers by Debbie Ford right. if you're ever interested in reading it it's um all around like shadow work and you know suppressing qualities of yourself that you think won't be accepted by other people because you should be this certain way yeah I, th- I think that's when it comes to business as well you know you have to be professional, you have to be like, there's some people that's questioned a few things that I've put up, you can't mm. put that up, that's not ethical, that's not professional. Mm. And I say, I know it's not, but I'm not trying to be this pursuit of forever perfect. Mm-hmm. And I think some people actually, not even respect you more, but you get a better response mm. whenever people see other sides of your character. Definitely, like, it, if anything, it, it helps people too, because people are like, oh, He's just a normal guy, you know. Talk to me about your gay fans, by the way. So I, I almost forgot to ask about that. Um, what do you want to know? So, like, do you actually get like tortured by them? Yeah. So wow. so what? I know it annoys you. Yeah. The the thing is, people think that I'm a homophobe, right? And I've I've actually had a lot of lies saying you're homophobic, and obviously had it once. No, I'm not immediately just no I'm not and then I started the question am I homophobic what is what are what are the tr- what are what are the traits of someone who's homophobic and what I realized was that it's to do with I don't like being disrespected mm. just like anyone but also I think with my dad you know born and raised Muslim I do hold down beliefs and mm. there's a lot of people that would sell it on this side of the world right mm. only fans 
selling their boxers, selling their socks. Mm. People sell their soul to the devil doing these things, right? People message me and say, you would make so much money if you were doing this, right? <laughs> and, I, and I sit and I say to myself, right, I have the house, <laughs> but I'm on an island, I have the car, how do I feel? Disgusting, right? I would never do it. It's just not me, it's not my character. So when these people are coming on and they're offering me, they're offering me money for certain things, like, I get overwhelmed talking about it because I've had so many offers that I don't know where to like start. I've had people want me to voice note them about wrestling, what I'm <laughs> going to do to them, and, and, and they're going to pay me money. Right? There's that, and then there's guys that are just uh, just they're just too much. They're just being disrespectful. They're invading my privacy. People are saying they're going to do certain things to me. Right? And as a guy, it's not even to do with this. Is what I explain to people. Mm-hmm. People think, oh, you have your backup because you go to the gym and you think you're this big guy. I'm like, it's nothing to do with that. It's to do with mm-hmm. my beliefs and as a person. If I didn't go to the gym, if I was 60 kg healthy, you'd get the same response from me. Yeah. It's shut the F up. Yeah. Don't, do not speak to me like that. But because I obviously, I put a post out about it saying, and I labeled it gay men, right? Maybe I shouldn't have. But my problem is the behavior of certain people. Mm-hmm. But it just so happens that that behavior was only common from men who were gay. Yeah. So. And even anyone in the gay community, I have clients who are gay, right? And they say, help me, this is what I hear. Because there's people who message me and say, I apologize, I'm part of the gay community. I'm like, it's not the gay community, it's behavior. Yeah, it's not a no It just so happens yep. to fall within the gay community. Yeah. Some females as well do it. <clears throat> well, I was going to say, so like, if it was the other way around and it was women doing it, it. and you were being tortured, like, that would piss you off too. Yeah. It's... The thing is... Especially, like, if you... Whether... Sometimes, if maybe if you're single, you'll be like, oh, hey, but... For me, I wouldn't have. And some, some people can, say I'm a liar because it's a female. Yeah, no, but, like, I can really understand how annoying that, that would be. Like, and I... I think it's even more disrespectful. Well, it's not that it's even more disrespectful, but it could be even more boundary, like, overstepping boundaries if you're in a relationship as well like it's very disrespectful and yeah. like why why would people think that they can you know yeah yeah, yeah. yeah so because you're a public figure and you you know what i mean like it's yeah that's the thing and obviously being i can slightly relate to that yeah. just slightly but yeah go on uh being exposed to everything it's like i just so happen to fall into the category there's categories in the gay community <laughs> is there yeah so i fall into the category of a burr Okay. So basically the reason why I've got the traction that I've got through the gay community is because I'm hurt. Okay. <laughs> That's it. Because oh, I'm wow. hurt. Yeah. So they uh, they seem to have a type. So there's a seal, there's a burr. I don't know any... any what? Words. I've never heard of this. So a seal is, I think it's a... Uh, People are listening to this here in the gay community. <laughs> we'll be laughing. We'll be like, yep, that's right. <laughs> a seal is someone who's like freshly shaved. Right. They're, they're young. They're like... I don't know, like prep boy look. Whereas a burr is on the opposite end of the pendulum. It's like hurry, masculine, mm. you know, oozing testosterone, that sort of thing. So I just so happen to fall into that category, but Right. Yeah. Wow, well, I'm gonna go and be Googling all like what what are the other categories? No, there's, there's just there's a few more. I right. I just got them too. So people follow me, like I just block people now flood out my block list is insane. Anyone with the name Burr or anyone that has <laughs> has burr in their bio straight blog pages um sexy burrs 
block, you know, all oh, because yeah. because people are endorsing me mm. on their pages, and that's why you know people are coming through because mm-hmm. I'm on a lot of gay pages that I didn't know about, and a client said to me once that I was in group chats and I was in, I'm saying, bro, I don't know how I feel about that because I'm not giving consent. Wow. Any of that, you know. No way. Yeah, but um, my family think it's funny. They're like, oh, how many ways up? I'm like, listen. It, it is I, funny, but I can't, like, yeah, from no, the outside. The thing is, people don't understand the extent of it. I'm not talking 10, 20 messages a day. I'm talking 80 messages, videos of guys, you know. Wow. Yeah. Really? Anyways. Yeah, yeah. It's, people don't understand, like, how right. crazy it is. Yeah, it's insane. And your, your following is quite big now. Like, when did that go up? When I competed, um, last year, so April I competed, I was on, I think it was on, like, Four and a half K last year and I've grew to thirty six K. I'm so jealous. Yeah. I, I hope why I can close that way. And and the, <laughs> the funniest thing about it is that most of the following came from beach videos. Right? <laughs> just on the beach. No way. I, I don't know why. I just Your just, swims and stuff? Yeah. Right. Literally getting in, getting out of the water. So I need to go to the beach more then. Okay. Got that's, it. That's third day. Noted. Go to a base and just be consistent with it. I wonder how many of your followers are seals or bears or... Don't know. <laughs> so let me ask you, um, just to close up. So you, I told you, would run way over because I knew we were going to get deep into it. But um, what about... Um, so I'm trying to think of a, a person who would be a male figure in your life who you would be close with, a young kid or whatever and I'm thinking of your nephew because I know you are close would you let him become a bodybuilder it wouldn't it wouldn't be my first choice <coughs> the reason why is because get the vowel in it here um, <laughs> with bodybuilding to push at, a, at, at an aggressive level you're trading years off your life because your health is being deteriorated mm. the better bodybuilder you are typically speaking you're going to have to make that sacrifice of treating yourself. So, out of a place of love, I wouldn't usher him into this journey. But at the same time, if he came to me and he was deeply enthusiastic, just the way my dad is with me, my dad, if he had the choice, he would take me out of bodybuilding and put me into maybe the corporate world. Mm. Um, but it just so happens that I've found myself, I've found my identity, I've established myself. So if he came to me, I wouldn't be ushering him into it. I would support him, of course, but it wouldn't be my first point mm. of sort of action, call to action. Okay. Um, just from a longevity standpoint. Mm. But again, you're dealing with the argument of here for a good time, not a long time, you know, that sort of thing. Would yeah. you rather live 90 years being born or 50 years being, you know, like living an incredible life? <coughs> so it depends. The latter for me, definitely. The 90? The, no, 50. the the fifty, yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> I always like to finish up with a question around like, what books would you recommend, or like a random question of that sort. I think for you, I'm gonna ask you a really random one. Okay. Um, feel free to recommend books and all if you want, but um, who's your idol? Like, who's your absolute idol? Like in this work or in life in general? Um. Right, so I'd done a course and it was called uh, Getting the Traits of the Greats. Okay. It's basically everyone who you idolise, you have to see what it is you idolise in them and mm. what you've got within yourself. Yeah, that's that's a part of shadow work too, actually. 
Yeah, it's quite interesting. Um, so my idols, if you had asked me two years ago, I'd have told you a different answer. But no, I would say the only guy that I would listen to consistently would be Dr. John Martini. Okay. Um, incredible guy. I mean, his work is incredible. I was listening to him on the way here. Mm. He's been featured in 700 books. He metrics everything in life. He's, he's got an astronomical vision, which is insane. Um, he would be the only guy that comes to mind. I mean, obviously I like Elon Musk and stuff like that, but mm. because I've been on two of his courses, I've met him in person, I know where he came from. Yeah. And just the sheer impact that he's making on the world, he would definitely be my idol. Okay. And being realistic, could I ever get near him? Never. <laughs> That's not so he's the reason why I was standing outside your gym in the cold this morning with a coffee. That's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, thanks. So um, tell me, give me a wee bit of shameless plugging and tell people where they can find you online if they want to, yep, if they so don't follow you already. It's Burr Helmy. <laughs> <laughs> no, joking. On Instagram, it's Helmy Dinini. Um, I'm going to spell it because yeah. I'm H-E-L-M-I-Dinini, D-N-E-N-I. I do have... TikTok and YouTube, it'll be the same name. Just type it in the search bar, there's not many people with that name. Should be easy to locate. Mm-hmm. That's about it. And you can find him on all the gay communities as well. All the gay communities as well. Just help <laughs> me underscore bar. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much, Helmy. You're welcome.